Hello, we do not own the right to any of the music played on this episode of Two A's That Can Be B's. Thank you. It's starting. Hello. I'm Anita, and and welcome to back to the show. I'm Anita, and I'm Angelique, and we are and we are two A's, two A's that can, that be, can be B's. B's. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Ooh, what a day! Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let's try to get this train on the track. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's just been one of them weekends. Just one of those weekends. Yes, one of them weeks. Weeks, okay. Yes. Oh. And speaking of weeks, mm. I'm just going to go right into our Busy Bees segment. And let's recap the week. Nipsey Hussle has passed. Oh, girl. The- I mean. Now, I didn't know his music like that. So let me let me be clear. I don't want people thinking I was. I knew who he really was. I did not know Nippy, Nipsey Hussle's music, but I understood that he and Lauren London, the actress, are together and were right. engaged. And so that's how I knew of Nipsey Hussle, but I didn't really listen to his music. But I understand that he was a man of the community and was trying to yes. unify things. And so... Whenever leadership like that is taken out in such a manner, it's it's really a sad thing. Yes. Um, and I just understand. I didn't listen to it a lot, but I knew him from the kids and from social media. I saw him be very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very positive when it was about, you know, he knew what his life was. He was once a games member and used to sell his mixtapes out the back of his car and that sort of thing. So I knew his hustle and his story, you know, from social media and through, you know, my kids, because, you know, they listen to the music and stuff. But um, yeah, it was just sad to where someone who really was still giving back to the community and really believed in his people and believed in pulling together gangs and, and the plight of the black man was gunned down and, and life taken so you know he was taken too soon mm-hmm. for all the positive that he was doing. Yeah. So. And it and it's sad when I know initially everybody went to a conspiracy theory, but when we pulled right. back the layers and found it was a personal ish beef right between the right. two of these people um between the two, it's just it's a so jealousy. sad. Yeah. It was just jealousy. Yeah. Like you know when somebody Everybody sees us come up out the hood. They, you know, everybody's not happy for you. You're everybody's right. not happy that you've made it and that you've made it out and that you've come out and that you have been successful. There are those back there that are still they feel left behind. And instead of trying to join your cause or look at themselves and bring themselves up by the bootstraps and think of an idea to make their life better, they'd rather come and make other people's lives miserable. Unfortunately, uh, that goes back to the plight of how our people can sometimes be crabs in a barrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, can't, we cannot be happy for each other. 
other. We are quick to look at each other and pull each other down like crabs in a barrel. Like, oh, no, you getting up going up top. I'm coming up top, too, but I'm pulling you down while I'm trying to head up top. Exactly. Exactly. And if people could just stop and think about that whole scenario, that whole theory, we were that was embedded in us generations ago. If people could stop and think about that for a second, it's almost like the matrix. You know, if we took that red pill (laughs) and really were woke as quote unquote, we say, you will see that that's, that is, that's part of our DNA that we can adjust if we want to right now, but we have to do this right now because it's, 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 Getting out of control, just out of control. It is out of control. It is, yeah. and, it's, and it's sad, you know. Unfortunately, you know, it, it's it's just a really, and I understand because I listen to a um, a group of of people that are um, a couple out of after, out of uh, L.A. called After I Do. Mm-hmm. And they have um, a little segment, and they live in L.A. And they said it is really, really, you know, like. LA feel it feels like they've lost someone in the whole state is in mourning. Wow! And they said that she came to the East Coast because she was taking one of her sons um, to see Hampton University and to see um, to her other son back to Howard. And she said it still felt. She said, I still felt it. She said, I didn't even think coming from the West Coast to the East Coast that it was still, he would have such a still an impact. She said, people were still playing this music, still talking about it. She said, because, you know, um, L.A., she said, it's like they've, like they've lost, a, you know, an icon out wow. there. She said, it is just really, really, you just feel it in the air. Wow. It's just every. If you look everywhere, you hear something. It's about Nixon. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so it, it was he. He made a serious impact, and it's still on social media, very heavily. Even a week later, I guess they're having his, um, his burial or his funeral at the Staples Center. So you know how huge yes that is going to be. Yes. So that to tell you right there that speaks volumes. Absolutely. That you can't even to get down the streets of his neighborhood. Now. Wow. That's still how people are still dealing with it. So they're going to have it at the Staples Center, which means it's going to be unbelievable. So, you know, and then I saw Jay-Z had left a $15 million trust for his children. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say to his family, his immediate family, Lauren London, um, you know, my prayers are with you all. I pray for strength yes, and guidance during this period right. and to all his, his friends, his family, I'm, I'm sorry, his fans. I want to say that, you know, let that be uh, a, uh, d- let's not let Nipsey's legacy go down. Let's continue to uplift exactly. our communities, go back in there and see what we can do to lend a hand to the situation. So Exactly. And maybe just make us think about how we can give back and put our hands in something that's giving back as well. Exactly. So, yeah. So, so moving. Get you on moving on. Moving so what on. else is in our busy beat segment? Okay. So, you know, we all know Jesse Smollett is now a free man, but 
<laughs> he oh, paid his fine and he did his thing. But now the Chicago PD are coming back and suing him for like $130,000. Oh, wow. And they chirped that to, you know, the man force and all, the police force they right. had to put on to do right. the search and all this. And I say to them this, riddle me this. When you first came out and did the video and you talked about Jesse Smollett and how you wish that the community and people around the world will focus more on the real families that um, are victims of crimes and so forth. So I say this, if that's the case, this case of Jesse Smollett is over. Why don't we right. use, why don't we go back now and try to put the focus on some of these unsolved cases in Chicago and allow Jesse Smollett to do whatever Jesse Smollett's going to do? Because guess what? He's a free man. And I'm not yeah. understanding how just $130,000 is really going to help your officers maybe we should have opened up a scholarship or something for the victims of crimes like instead of it going to the pd who we know they've covered up crimes up there in chicago or or make him do some community service make him do hours and hours and hours of it so that he sees you know what this is what you do with what happens when you lie right this is what happens right Make him put some. Make him put some work in. Right. Do some work. Yeah, he could go and write a check. Anybody can write a check. No, make them feel it. Make him. You may not be able to put him behind bars, but you know, make him by suing him. Make that be doing community service. We don't want money. We want you to go and do several hours of community service and look people in the face that are really living the struggle. Exactly. Which I know he he's been known to do that already, and I think he offered up. To do community service i think that was part of the fine and community service was part of that but if they want him to do more of that i don't see why not make him do more of that i agree and i would say now nah, i'm gonna go really off and say you need to go see a damn psychiatrist that's what you need to go see and <laughs> see what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> he keeps claiming he told the truth so i you know i in his well, mind, you, you... Need to get, well, you know what? There are a lot of delusional people <laughs> out here that think they are seeing people and talking to people that take medicine every day, and they will tell you, "Don't you hear that voice? I hear that voice." <laughs> they are convinced. <laughs> that's why I say y'all can't. T- that's what I'm trying to tell you. you. Can't tell Jesse he don't. He didn't do what he did. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, he, y'all need to let it go because he go here and see and think what he want to think, and it yeah, it ain't nothing he that y'all his own delusion. That's what I'm trying to tell you, this man. He knows this happened to him, so go and let him talk to somebody or, or give him an evaluation because there are people who are out here living with mental illness. True. Do not know. That's true. Our community does not like to go and get themselves checked. We used to just have Uncle So and So or Auntie So and So (laughs) in the corner, like you know, we know she crazy, but they won't go get (laughs) enough. We laughed about it, but it's so true. It's It's true. It's true. 
And you know, looking it up on WebMD is not enough, people. You got to actually go and see someone and, you know. You need to go and get some help. So that's what really needs to be part of the case and part of the suit is you have got to get some psych evaluation. Yes, that I agree that that's where it should have. That's where they should have asked for. I agree. So moving right along. Okay, honey. To, yes. to Who else is out there? Just raggedy Ooh, out here in these streets. Who else is raggedy out here in these streets? Your friend and mine, maybe. <laughs> Miss Wendy Williams. Oh, girl. And this. So this side. <laughs> the side piece with the baby. And now, what you say? The picture's been released now? There was pictures out Lord. there in the show. That I guess back when her and Charlemagne worked at the God, worked together in the radio business, you know, they had to do these promotions and all of this. Mm-hmm. And that so a party that they all were at together because Charlemagne introduced the girl to Wendy and the husband. But like Charlemagne said, he didn't introduce her to go and start messing with the husband. Right, right. He just, <laughs> you know what? introducing the child. And so from this, we find out that, okay, they saying he been messing with the girl for over 10 years. These pictures go 12 years back or 11 years back. So homeboy or something, you know, they got hooked up and was hooked up some type of way, way back then. Yeah. She's no longer the, I can't even call her a side piece because that's more than a piece. That's a whole meal. That's, that's a meal. That's a combo. That's That's a a meal, a drink. That's a sister wife. Okay, <laughs> that's not that's not a piece. But what happened to the no. good old days? Now I'm not. I think we made that whole situation. We made it look like it's a great thing to be in that type of situation. Because back in the day, you remember that was a big like that was a scarlet letter. You if you anybody found out you was messing with a married man, that like you were like the neighborhood trash. Like nobody wanted to. To you deal with you, yes, and don't have a kid, oh. don't have a kid with the man because then oh, you no, either no, 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 no. you had to move out of that town, you had to go somewhere else, <laughs> and the dude just send you a check in the mail and call it a day, like you had to go somewhere oh, else. Oh. So, yeah, and, and kept it under wraps because everybody knew if so and so was messing around with so and so. Right. Didn't nobody talk about it. Right. Didn't nobody said nothing. No. It just when the when we got to the funeral that something happened. Exactly. And, and then all of a sudden the side piece and the children showed up. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, them kids look just like so and so. I'm like, yep, they sure yeah. do don't they? <laughs> man, those were the days, man. Those yeah, were the days, yeah. but now, honey, everybody and their mama know what you somebody doing it. Everybody and their mama know, but now they try these side pieces, girl. They be trying to act like they the second wife, they right. the sister wife. Right. They want their place in the family, girl, and get mad they when they don't get no them. benefits. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're not on the legal document, though. How about that, girl? So <laughs> I just know that Wendy, girl, but 
you know what? Mm-hmm. What I feel is going to be a problem is you want to talk about everybody else, but people will respect you more if you come on the air and say, you know what? Everybody in the streets is talking. Y'all know what I'm going through. Yes, I'm going through some changes. I'm trying to deal with it. But, you know, in the meantime, I got to do my job. That's and right. And you move on with those hot topics. That's so right. you just ignoring it and acting like ain't nothing going on, people are going to start to disrespect you and be like, you know, why should I listen to you? You won't even address your own dirt. Right. At least just address your dirt. Like, y'all know I'm in, I'm out here in this media going through some things, but you know what? Just respect my privacy right now and let me go through it and deal with it. But in the meantime, I've got a job to do. Yep. I mean, I she, that. yeah. Or she either do that or she take a, uh, and I know she don't want to leave her show because she worked hard for it. So I say she should do right. exactly Exactly what you said, you know, like Julie Chen, she had to leave the talk because, you know, her husband was going through those yeah. allegations yeah. and she didn't, she knew that yeah. was hot topics. So she can't talk about right. hot topics. So if you can't, be, talk about you can't talk about yourself, then, um, then you, you know, you might need to leave, leave the show or figure out a way to address it. And then let's move on. Cause her audience and the fans aren't the type of people that's going to keep going after her. They're going to be like, okay, she said it. Let's move on next, next exactly. up, yeah. you know? So yeah. That's yeah. Yep. So, yep. so moving on girl. last but not least, girl. 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 <laughs> last I won't oh. even call him yours because he's not mine, but he's the man he's that sits yours. at 4,400. <laughs> the man that lives in D.C. No, in, in the White House. Right. In, at 4,400 White Houseville, whatever the rest of the address is, he stay there. Oh, um, no. Him in these border walls. I mean... He said that he is shutting the border down. He said that there are too many people here already that we are closing it. We are shutting it down. And so this man was on there and said, does he know how much that would affect Texas and the and some of the uh, part of that country that people come over and yep. work? every yep. day and then people go back every day yep. all of the millions and billions of dollars he will be causing the economy he ain't even think about that he just talking about we shutting it down it's enough people here already that's what he's saying in that, the news. that's what he's saying and he still cannot draw a line from point a to point b to tell me how those folks at the border are affecting my check Thanks. He cannot tell me they how they are affected. Now, maybe it's not my check, but I I I still don't understand because employers know if someone is working here on a visa, if they are not, if they don't have any credentials to work, they ask these questions on an application. So if right. people are getting jobs and they're not documented, then that means the employer has then decided to ignore the law. And employ these people. So perhaps instead of trying to focus so much on the wall, perhaps you should look at the employers and people who are employing people who are not documented. Because I feel like those employers are taking the jobs from the people who are documented and can do the work. So, again, he has never addressed that issue. Perhaps maybe because he is one of the employers that employs undocumented people. Because I believe they just fired someone from one of his resorts. They have been working there for years and not documented. So that's who's taking your money, folks. 
but also we are a global economy. Yep. How can you have a global economy and shut your damn borders with one of the closest borders to your country? Yep. So that means you're going to stop people like the planes too from flying in right. from other countries that right. come here to work and everything. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> you're being ridiculous. We have a global economy. That includes all people. Global means all countries. I just feel like we are dealing with Trump daycare Girl, every day, every day, every day. Trump we daycare. Embarrassed. Embarrassed. Yep. Yep. I, I, I am embarrassed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we've had some pretty bad presidents. I get it. We've had, yep. well, I won't say bad, but well, yeah, some of them have been bad. Um, we've had some challenging ones. Yes. Yeah, we've had some challenging But never on these levels have I seen <laughs> this. Perhaps they hit it very well. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say they probably hit it very, very, very well. Yeah, they probably did. But, all right. So, that was our Busy Bees recap of the week. Man, that was a lot to go through. But we did it. And now we're going to move on to our main topic for today. And that is having children... After 40? 40 and after? 40 and after. All I think right. we were thinking more of looking at it as a 40 and after type ordeal. And the way we're going to probably um, set up this format and, and do this is because Angelique happens to be uh, the person that we're going to highlight this particular segment because she did that, had a child Yes, Lord. Yes, started Lord. her. Matter of fact, her first child mm-hmm. and started her family at forty. And we know that there are a lot of now celebrities who have decided to do that and decided adopting um, children at forty and over. You know, of course, everybody knows Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. Angela Bassett, Gabrielle you know, Union. Gabrielle Union. That's been a big one recently. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to, you know, highlight that. Um, this particular segment with this information because now it looks like that is the not particularly the trend but uh, women are now waiting to have children and waiting yes. to start families yes. having a career getting their education getting financially secure and they may not necessarily even be doing it with a husband they may be doing it without a husband and a lot of them may just adopt their single True. women and they may even just start adopting now True. so I'm going to Ask. Um, it's going to kind of be an interviewing type way. We're going to uh, discuss this topic. It may, you know, flow a little bit differently than we normally do. But um, to get started, okay. Um, my first question I wanted to ask Angelique, as being a person who's been through this, um, tell me about your thoughts um, of having a child. What, 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 what age, and what were you thinking you would be? before you had your first child and once that didn't happen, what were you thinking when you thought it was going to be later? Okay. So initially in my mind, (laughs) I thought I would have my child probably around, let's say between 25 and 30. Um, My mom had me around 25 and I had rushed to the altar the first time at 30. So I figured, okay, I'm married now. All right, bring on the babies. 
But there were so many challenges in my first marriage that I am so thankful that I did not have a child in that marriage. (laughs) Um, Because we end up, of course, divorcing. But at the time when we divorced, I was 30, about 37, 38. So I was divorced. I was didn't have any children. I didn't even have a dog um, <laughs> at that point. So when I met my second husband, when I met Perry, I um, he didn't have children either. And he was in his early 40s. And so I called him the, the a unicorn because everybody I had met after I got divorced... Had a kid, even if it was a nine-month-year-old. Exactly. They had a kid. That was just what came with the territory, and I understood that 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 was going to probably be the thing for me is that I would probably be walking into an already-made family, and so you know the pressure to have a child would wouldn't be there because the person would be coming with a kid. So when. Perry and I talked and, you know, I I asked him, I said, well, why don't you have kids? And he was like, I tried in my first marriage, but we could not have children. So once we got together and we dated, it was about a year and a half. So that we were dating, he had asked me to marry him. And we had made the decision that at that point, we are just going to let the chips fall where they may. Okay. Um, okay. And at that point, I had just turned 40. He had turned, oh my gosh, I want to say he was in his mid 40s at that point. Because okay. we're six years, we're about five to six years apart. So, okay. When I, when we stopped, you know, a couple of months into it, I was like, you know what? Um, After practicing, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, after the practicing. <laughs> After practicing, I woke up. I we we. I said, "Wait a minute. When was the last time I had my cycle?" That's what I was getting ready to ask you. I was like, "Wait a minute, you're getting ahead of me." So then, my next question is: Okay, mm-hmm. you've been practicing. Mm-hmm. You got married. Mm-hmm. You've been together about a year something around there. Well, we hadn't even gotten and married so- yet. We were engaged, oh. but we weren't married yet. Oh, but you was doing the do. Well, we was do. We, we, yeah, we was doing the do. Oh, because yeah, we was fornicating. We was fornicating, girl. <laughs> I had a ring, though. I had a ring before we decided that we were going to go all hey, in. Girl, ain't nothing wrong with no fornicating. No judgment over. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have been there, done that, done that with the t shirt. Yeah. 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 But. You were going through, you know, thinking, but let the chips fall where they may. And you hadn't gotten pregnant at this point and had any children. You know, you're at that age. Right. So how how did you feel when you found out? Whoop de whoop. Oh. I think I might be pregnant. <laughs> so this is funny. So when I was like, well, you know what? I don't think I have my cycle. Let's go take the pregnancy test. So we hop in the car. Perry and I, we go to CVS. And we pick up, I said, well, how many should we get? Just in case one's messed up. Let's get about three. Let's, let's get about two or three. So we pick up two or three pregnancy tests. So I, you know, we waiting. And, and man's like, okay, let's try one. One said, okay, you, you're positive. Then I said, well, it might be a false positive because it's kind of not clear. So let's try another one. 
after about two or three, I said, oh, it says it's positive. So the next thing, of course, is to make an appointment with your gynecologist to say, to get the official, you know, whether you're pregnant or not. And when we went, right. You know, he take out the little machine and he, he doing a little, I see, he said, well, yep, there's a, there's a little heart, there's a little peanut, <laughs> there's a little peanut. It's here. He's here. Hey, right, right. Here go peanut. And I was like, Lord, in prayer, and I just started laughing because we weren't really laughing. I was pregnant. We were laughing that he called him peanut. 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 It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay. So we was just like, wow. And then, you know, of course, Perry, he's joking with the nurse talking about, question for you, how many times do women take pregnancy tests? How many times do they really take one? She was like, I, one woman came in here, she had taken 13 pregnancy tests. I was like, that, that's some money right there. You throw it down to show that you are positive 13 times. Yes, you just need to go get to the doctor. Go to the doctor and find out. She was trying to make that thing say no, no, no. Yep, no. yep. So I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, I was nervous, of course, but I wasn't yeah. like, oh my god, we gotta hurry up and we gotta do this and we gotta do that and we gotta do this. Yeah. I wasn't like that initially. Um, okay. I wasn't like that initially when I found out the news I was pregnant. I was I was happy and I was like, well, I can't drink yeah. no more. I can't, you know, which I had already been kind of cutting off anyway. So it wasn't like a major, you know, cut off for me right. to drink, not drink. But, uh, you know, I had to do that. I couldn't have right. sushi anymore. I could. So the little things right. is what initially that went through my head is I'm going to have to adjust for. It wasn't about money or yeah, any of that because no fear because no yeah. I was just I was just happy because I was happy and I was yeah. surprised that we weren't really trying that long before I got pregnant so that was some right. powerful yeah <laughs> that was some so p- that was he was meant to be he was meant yes to be. yes was. yes absolutely so had you had the wedding date set already prior to even thinking about this or had you guys just said oh we're engaged we're gonna get married you know we hadn't put any definite plans around it well we hadn't put a a date on it but we moved because yeah we didn't have a date about when we were going to get married we just knew we were engaged and we were going to get married and then as we found out we were like well i don't need a big wedding do you need a big wedding so we kind of made okay so to pick it back up um I was off. I was going to be off for a week in July. And we said we might as well at that point go to the courthouse. Your mom would be here on vacation. My mom is here. Um, she would be done with her chemo sessions. Let's go ahead and just go to the courthouse and get married. So when we As pregnant were you then? I was probably two months pregnant at that point. So about eight weeks. Yeah, so... I wasn't very, I wasn't very big at that point. And we just got okay, married. So, so my next question mm-hmm. to you is, you had that beautiful baby. We know that, you know, you had some challenges because he was premature. Yes. Um, and we will have that for a different segment mm-hmm. because, you know, we like, that is a whole different ordeal within itself. And right. We will, have, we will cover that in right. another more, um, uh, serious 
you know, in a deeper, deeper type of segment about premature, having premature pregnancy. Right. But would you say that, that the myths of having kids 40 and over are true? What was your reality? Um, because people are like, oh, well, you know, they going to act old and you're going to be old and the kids going to look old and blah, 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 blah. You know, people always have these myths yeah. of having kids at 40 and over. Yeah. Well, for, for me and for Perry, we don't, we didn't at the time and we still don't feel like we're old. <laughs> we don't feel right. like we are, we are older, but we're not, we don't attach how we look to an age. We don't attach how we feel to an age right. or a number. So as far as feeling like we were going to be like, you know, running circles around us and we'll be just standing there looking, we didn't feel like we would be those type of parents. Um, right. But with that also being said, we feel like, and we still do, we feel like we need to be our best selves for our child. And that means your health, you have to be responsible for making sure you're healthy. You have to make your appointments. Um, you have to be there. So you, there's no excuse for not being there for our child. So whatever life is throwing at us, our first priority is our son. So those type of things we were both agreements on the myths about, you know, you won't get your snatch back or your, your physical appearance back. It's different for everybody. For me, it has been challenging. And I think that was just because of the way, um, is because I had a C-section. So it was a little bit more challenging for me. Um, I was already going into my pregnancy being, slightly overweight. So for me, it's, it's been a challenge to get my body back, but Uh because of the way that my son came to this earth, um, that's no longer, I'm concerned with it, but I'm not that concerned with it. If if that makes any sense, I'm more wanting to be sure that I'm healthy for him. Um, being, there are some things that I'm not as obsessed with that maybe some younger parents are like, I'm not obsessed with making sure he has the latest crib or his colors are in sync and um, these big reveal parties or anything like that. I'm not, I I wasn't that type of mom. And so, you know, I, I, for me, that wasn't, that wasn't more, that wasn't as important as making sure that I had a healthy child that above everything that that he, especially the challenges that you went through to get him here. Right. So we, you know, that we will discuss that, like we said in a different segment, right. How was, what is the hurdles do you face um, as being, you know, 40 something and having a younger child? I mean, I know you discussed with me about, you know, different statuses your friends are in and, and, mm-hmm. and having friendships and finding friendships or what are just some of the hurdles that you do see in having a younger child, which you're in your 40 something and he's a younger kid's not even started, you know, first grade yet. Mm-hmm. What are some of those hurdles that you do see? Um, the hurdles that we see, and this is the thing about having children late is if you are just having one, there is no other child in the house that your child can play with. So you become the siblings for your child. 
that's a hurdle for my husband and I because, <laughs> you know, we're not five, we're not six. So trying to keep him entertained um, when he's the only one is a hurdle. Um, but I, I, you know, that's a hurdle. The other thing is finding someone to babysit for us is a hurdle because like I said, our friends, they're in the next phase of their lives at this point. Their kids are grown. They're, they're bouncing grandkids on their knees. They're not, (laughs) they're not starting all over again. So the trying to find, um, parents who are in our age range who we can go out with and relate to and maybe share responsibilities of babysitting and things of that nature. That's been kind of a hurdle. We do have some parents that we are friends with that kind of help us that have gone through a similar, similar situation with their kid. Right. Um, Right. But that's a hurdle as far as finding you know, someone who is reliable in this day and age that you trust to take care of your child. When you hear so much of these things that you, you know, they were there, but now you hear them in mass quantity with the media and social media, putting your child in someone's care is just to me, that's a hurdle for any parent. But for me, especially it's, it's a hurdle for me. Um, Okay. So what about also having friends? You like you said, some of your friends are already their kids are grown or their kids are out of the out of or at least at higher grades. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to connect with people with you know that aren't in that same situation. That that's kind of a tough thing for you guys. Yeah, I think you know when when people. <laughs> When people are aged, like, oh, we understand you got kids. You can't. The invitations to things change because they know you have a kid. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so you're not yeah. always invited to certain events because they understand that you have children and, you know, you're going to have to do something with that child. You just can't come and roll with us and right. you can't be out till two, three in the morning rolling. You know, you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. So. Right. The the calls and your friendships do take they do change, you know, but again, I don't think that's anything age specific. I just think that that's just being a new parent having children. period. Exactly. And I think and I think that's the that's the thing that people should realize when they're looking at parents who are over 40. They're thinking about the physical aspects. But there is a lot of people that are physically fine in their 40s to have children. There's no there's no reason yeah. why they shouldn't. And so the stigmas are really starting to be just that. They're just they're starting to go away because people, yeah. you know, our group is becoming bigger and bigger. So you can't, yeah. Yeah. you know, all you can say is, hey, dad, God bless their soul. They're doing it at that age. But yeah you know, that's their choice to do that. But as far as, you know, the, the stereotypes or the stigmas that it changes, but I don't think it changes because of your age. I think it changes because of you have, because you have children. That's what I think. But what is good is that the group is getting bigger because when I was growing up, 
my mom was always the older mom because my mom was did it at a time it wasn't popular. She had me at 40. Mm-hmm. So she was doing it at a time in the 60s when it was not popular. So it is good looking at, at it from the other side as the child everybody else's mom was young or whatever mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. my mom comes in you know she grown with responsibilities she right. had business she this and that and it's like oh my mom is always the older parent and you look at like no nah, my mom ain't gonna let me do that you know right and other people's moms were younger or whatever but my mother was really liberal for her age but she was from a different generation right and she was having a child at 40 when it was not popular Mm-hmm. It was not popular to walk around as a single mother at 40 years old in the 60s and not have a husband. Yeah. So, yeah. And and, may- so, and maybe that's it. Maybe I don't feel that because that's a different type of stigma. You know, being a single parent and having a child older, that's a whole different. Right. Um, scenario and so that that might be a little harder of a situation to work through or maneuver through than it would be for someone who was married having it into that dynamic because you're, right. you're are getting help. You're getting that support right there in your house. So, right. Right. I agree. You know, that may be, you know, for your mom, God, I would be like, God bless her. She doing that at, <laughs> at 40, but yeah. it, it <laughs> but it can be done. I think there's a level of, um, awareness you're not probably like you said your mom didn't let you do a whole lot of things because she knew what could happen you know I think there's some innocence in having your child younger you have a you're there's a little bit more innocence in that situation versus older um so that's probably maybe what people are talking about I think people may feel a little bit more comfortable to just leave your key with you know, yeah, your neighbor yeah. who like you said, just naive, right, just naive, right. When you young having kids, but like you said, it is changing. It seems like it's becoming less of the minority because a lot of women are now having and waiting to have children because they want the career, the financial security and all of that prior to having children, which is great. And from the outside looking in, I think it looked fabulous on you. You, Oh, thank you. You wear it well. (laughs) Thank you. You do a great job. And you and Perry do that thing over there. Like y'all is 25. We trying. And do y'all thing. So it does not look at all like what is they doing with this child? Right. No, it does not look like that. They are doing a great job. Thank you. Beautiful and and it makes a difference when that child is conceived and conceived in love and Absolutely. brought into a loving couple family, you know, of two people. And it doesn't always have to have two people because you could have one person and it and it, you know, it, it's now family doesn't look the same as it used to. It's now Two women, two men. That's right. You know, one woman, one man, you know, it looks different. But if they're brought into a loving environment and a loving um, situation, you know, that child doesn't, you know, see any differences of having them at 25 or 45 or 55. As long as it's love there, I think that captures you know, makes all the difference. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, even single women, they have a village too. And as long as that village is loving and they're 
protecting those the child or those children, then it, it works. It works out. It really does work out. Well, I think that that covers, you know, a lot of it. And I mean, those of you out in our audience who, you know, may know someone or are aware of someone that may have had those challenges and we didn't address those items in our segment right here and you'd like them to reach out or they need some type of encouragement or need a question answered, please feel free to email us at two A's that can be B's at gmail.com with any questions or anything that you'd like us to bring up or highlight, you know, about this subject or any other subject. But, you know, Angelique, you know, is definitely living this, experiencing it. So any of you guys that have questions out there, feel free, feel free to contact us with that. So we will close out our segment with that, you know, um, but we'd like to, you know, talk about a couple things. First of all, with our first episode, um, the one that's friends, how many of us have them? You guys really showed us love. You really came out and listened. We really appreciate it. Yes. We did not know that we would get such a warm welcome and we just really appreciate the audience. Please keep sharing. Please keep sending out information to other people to listen. Please keep spreading the word about us. We are growing. We are evolving. You know, we're learning all the time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So we just so appreciate you guys sitting on the couch and every, you know, on these segments, we plan on being here a long time. So, you know, and if there's anything that you would like us to bring up or topics you would like us to talk about, please feel free to reach out, as I said, to us and contact us on two ways that can be bees. Yes, you can gmail.com. Yep. And of course, our social media, um, which is Angelique, I'll let her tell you our social media sites. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And so we will make sure to include those links in this week's episode. And if you would like to sponsor us, we are open to communication. So feel free to contact us at any of those avenues. And Anita has already given our Gmail account, but you can also send us a DM through any of our social media sites. Again, thank you. We appreciate you listening to us and we look forward to next week's episode. We'll do it again. And yes, we will. So please, if you hear any buzz out there and you want to share with us, please send us an email or if there's anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't you know, we have lots of subjects that we're going to talk about, but if yes. you have any in mind, please feel free to send us an email um, as well as, again, to two A's that can be B's at gmail.com. So, everyone, I just want to say have a great week. And, Angelique, I have said I think that you may have a song or something that you want to close us out with. I don't know. All right. Well, you have it with you. Let me see if... You may have to pull it up on your phone. You may have to do it that way. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, we have to do it on our phones. (laughs) You know... Since we we are trying to do this recording in a different way right now. You know we've been having some challenges. God bless us. We have been... We have been... um, We have been going through it today. But I do have... have learning about this podcast world. I tell you, it is a whole different... Beast. We have learned yeah. that this is a beast that you have to be flexible. It's about being flexible, girl. Yep. 
All right. So to take us out, I thought this song was appropriate. It's an old school song, but it has to do with having children, I believe, at any age. So I'll send us out with it. I'll send us out with it. I can't speak. All righty. Right. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Having you